Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have a very interesting show because I have a very good topic that I want to talk about today. Ooh. But before we do that, how are you doing? Where are you, I haven't Eddie? seen you in like 30 seconds. It's been at least that long. In fact, it's only been 22 seconds. 22 seconds. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was just, I was in and out of your live chat today and I kept, every time I jumped in, you would say my name. Uh, dude, like I was doing something my about best. the Burlage. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, so before we go anywhere, while we're speaking of me, I think you should subscribe to subscribe me. Subscribe to Chance. And Sean. <laughs> and then uh, hit your notification bell. That way you get the emails saying, hey, Sean and Chance are chatting. We should go listen. Your day should start with an email to confirm that Chance is going to speak to you today. That's a great, great day. It's called what routine. Is it? is it a good day? I believe day, I was though? speaking about routine in my live IG chat today. Uh, speaking of routine, winter storm. Morning, winter. See ya. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do have a, a good, a very good topic today. Any thoughts or anything? Oh, before we go, hmm. I tried the Isla Bombay today. Oh, right. Yes, With we have. grinder. You've got your coffee grinder. That's I right. Yeah. And I spent and? a good number of hours researching how to make uh how to utilize the v60 technique oh dude you got the v60 that's a tough one to oh i'm starting you, you are deep just water. starting to understand <laughs> and i think i screwed it up right off the bat which you probably did 100 yeah. even um, people who have been in the game a way longer than you have mm -hmm. screw up the v60 so yeah i uh but i had my notebook beside me mm -hmm. i hadn't i wrote down my uh my amounts, my time it took for it to brew, my uh, my thoughts on it, and did a whole little note Fantastic. sequence as for day one. Nice. And now I'm going to move on to... So how bad did you two. pooch it? I think I had too much ground. Uh, so you remember I did, how much a ground? I did 16 to 1, and it was... Okay. Um, it came out to 20, 28 grams to about oh, so you you got about 28 grams okay that's not that's not like a big big amount of uh, okay. coffee it was quite strong so i was like oh right oh. right 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 <laughs> so i it could be that i oh hang on a sec strong what yes. does that mean to you strong it it was a very um large flavor like it hit kind of everywhere in my mouth <laughs> and the um Mm, that's actually a, called coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what it is. Um, so what? And by I'll, strong, you mean like didn't taste like just hot brown? Yes. Mm. Yeah. It was very specific. Um, Not hot brown. I did. Um, Carl, morning to you. Morning. Good to see you. Checking in from Chatham. I think is that how you Chatham. Know? Chatham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's those English words that are like this long, and you say. Burberry <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Chat ham. Welcome Chat -ham. to the chat. Indeed. Um, so I did notice though, as it developed, as it started to cool, it had a, initially it was like a sour kind of flavor to it. And then I realized that that was more of like a, like a zesty, like, like a, if you were to take a, like a lemon zesty, zest. Like a bit acidic. Then, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and kind of chew on it that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. i've been playing around with the concepts of like how to describe it and right jotting it down that kind of stuff i mean acidity is a notable quality in a 
good coffee. Mm. And so the idea being that you can enhance or decrease the acidity based on your brewing temperature, of mm-hmm. course, all your ratios, your, your technique and et cetera, but you should have some acidity in your coffee to counterbalance some of the sweet notes, some of the, et cetera, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I've, uh, I got lots of, lots of practice to do. I yeah. got lots of time to take and, uh, really work it out. I think I'm using the, um, the crystal eye, the time more crystal eye for the V60 technique. And it is, um, I did a whole bunch of research on YouTube and watched how mm. to do it and like make sure that I was doing it. I actually had a video on of the technique while I was yeah. doing it. I, I, dude, I've done the exact same thing when I was first getting my coffee nerdery on. And I mean, good on you because you're doing it right. I mean, you're engaging deeply into the process. Are you learning? Oh, yeah. Is it exciting? <laughs> it, it's quite interesting. I think I'm going to start, I'm gonna, my second one, I'm going to do a little bit less. That's so, what I was going to recommend to you is the key word to me was you are practicing. And, and to practice more, you need to do it more. Yeah. And therefore, instead of just doing one big coffee per day, do two smaller coffees per day. Yeah. That's what my that's what my thought is right now is that I'm going to do maybe like like 16 grams to like 250 yeah, mils of water. Like that's right. Just really cut down the ratios. That's right. Practice the technique. Get used to the the bloom and all of the little pieces in there, like the stir right. and the swirl and all the hundred percent. So yeah. there's it's coming. It's coming. But I did yeah, notice you. the one thing I did really notice actually was the there's a vast difference between when you first, when it's hot, when it's first mm-hmm. brewed and it's hot versus when it becomes kind of tepid, not quite room temperature, but like warm, right. but not. Like, That's right. And then as it cools, that acidity like comes right up. And I was like, what, what will happen is every coffee, every good coffee that's well roasted, well extracted, every good coffee will morph in the cup through mm-hmm. a thermal decline. It's, uh, there's quite a bit. I, it was kind of hilarious. My wife was making fun of me. We went to, um, uh, one of her friends puts on a poker night mm. and we were like, she invited me over and I was like, yeah, sweet. Let's do this. And, uh, I got there and I had just ordered the grinder. <laughs> so oh, I, was yeah, all, yeah. I was like excited and talking to people and I was like, yeah, yeah I just ordered. Let me tell grinder. you all about grinders. <laughs> no, I wasn't like, like that, but, um, <laughs> Amber was making fun of me and she was like, oh yeah, ha ha, ha you know. He just spent a whole bunch of money on a grinder and they were like, well, what's a whole bunch of money? And I'm like, it's like 500 bucks for a grinder. And they were was like, and I'm like, that's just entry level stuff. Like that is, <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm not even into the game yet. That's right. Yeah. So I bought my first pair of skates kind of deal. Like, yeah, these are, yeah, they're okay. Sure. But here's the thing, like the difference between having a entry, we'll call it an entry level grinder, though it's not. I, I would I would yeah. call it mid level, okay. Consumer mid level, you know what I mean? I yeah. think that's a more fair uh, um, title. The difference is that the grinder that you just bought is a set of skates mm. for your first day of skating on the hockey rink, <laughs> versus the people that you were visiting for the poker night. Mm-hmm. They were all going to go join you on the hockey rink. With no skates. With no skates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. How was the game? 
I don't know. Uh, I kept falling on my ass. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> Super slippery out there. <laughs> really slippery. Every time I go, it's always slippery and not yeah. so much fun. Buy a good grinder. Yeah. It's uh, it's quite amazing. I did. I had a bag of, uh, you're going to love this. It's a vanilla hazelnut oh, coffee no, you from. Didn't. You broke in your grinder with that atrocity? From Costco. Oh, dude. But here's the deal. I didn't use any of that. So I ran it through, as you said, just Thank to use goodness. on regular coffee. And I just, I ran 10, 11 ounces worth, just ran through it. Mm. And then, uh, and then I went out and got your coffee the, out of mm. Bombay. And then I was like, okay. And I, I really made sure that there was nothing else in it. Knocked that out a whole bunch of times, made sure mm. that it was nice and clear and then started the whole process. And it was pretty cool, cool. I guess. Do, I do you know, it. I've gone to places um, where I'll look at a grinder and think, are you kidding me? I've got to be here for a week. There's no way. So I'll just grab some some minute rice, mm. throw it in the grinder, run minute uh, rice through the grinder. And what that does is it it pulls off all of the rancid oils mm. that are on the, the burr. Uh, right, because it's a desiccant, right? It's a uh, that's right, that's right. Removes, it, uh, moisture. Once it's once it's powderized or pulverized by the grinder, it'll start absorbing the uh, rancid oils that are all throughout the mechanism that throughout the shoot sense. and etc. And so, it it it'll change the quality of your coffee, even if you're even if you've got the cheapest of cheap grind. I'm not talking about blade grinders. Yeah, yeah. those those are an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm, yeah. I'm talking about cheap uh cheap burr grinders if you've got like a hundred dollar burr grinder or an 80 dollar burr grinder at home and and your coffee's not tasting great for some reason and and you don't know why because your grinder has been getting worse and worse tasting over the last 12 years mm-hmm. throw some minute rice in it <laughs> mm-hmm. Does, is specifically minute rice or is it just any yeah, kind of white yeah. rice? Yeah, you don't want regular uh, uh, white rice because it's regular rice is really hard. Mm. Minute rice has been, I think, is it parboiled or I forget what the term is, but it's been processed so that it is uh, way more fragile. It's almost right. like almost pre-cooked in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-cooked uh, and anyway, dried kind of deal, yeah. Yeah, the, the actual unprocessed rice for lack of a better term, is really quite hard. And your burrs are, they have a shelf life. I mean, every time you run beans through them, you're degrading them. So that razor sharp edge starts, you know, kind of dulling off eventually. And so you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to grab, go out to your front yard, grab a handful of rocks and run them through your grinder, Mm -hmm. of course. And so the same could be said of rice. Uh, that regular rice is just like a handful of gravel versus minute rice, if that makes okay. sense. Well, no, that does make sense quite a bit, actually. The fa- the, <clears throat> the the fibers within the rice itself, like that, the actual, mm-hmm. is it, is it, technically it's a seed, right? Yeah, I think I so. Think. Um, but yeah, if that's not free broke down through that's a right. previous cooking of some sort that would they are rock hard that's oh they're friggin' hard man and you know yeah. the idea being that a good grinder has a sharp blade because it makes nice precise clean cuts now someone mm-hmm. wouldn't know it if they're not paying attention to detail but if you if you will now that you've paid a boatload of money to get a good grinder mm-hmm. and now you'll be able to like look at your grind and think oh Look at the consistency, the uniformity. That was the exact thing I said right? this morning. Because, well, 
yesterday as I was running the the ten ounces through it, right? There, the actual hopper on top can only take so much, and it's not right. ten ounces worth. Right? That's, right. Any that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and um, so I was running multiple runs through it just over and over and over again, and uh, every time I dump out the the stuff that I had ground, I was like, man. That was like it's the exact same as the previous one, and yeah, it's the perfect. exact same consistency as the previous one. Exactly, I was just like, man, I think I did four or five uh, straight run throughs, and every single one of them was just perfect. Yeah, and and you know that grinder will get better over the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. as it as the mechanisms bed themselves in, as things settle in, as as the burst kind of like they'll take off the the extremely razor sharp edge and just dull that down a little bit and then it'll become like kind of standard for at least a a year based on Mm -hmm. the amount of coffee that you're going to be putting through um so you're you're going to get a better cup of coffee in in a couple of weeks i'm excited i'm very excited this the this whole process is a well it's a it's a learning experience but Mm -hmm. it's also bringing back little pieces of prior training and yeah right um, little bits of experience and you know being able to actually taste coffee it's the same almost the exact same process as tasting wine or whiskey yeah or, yeah you know like so they same system <clears throat> but, but here's the difference here's here's an, a really important difference on tasting wine um you didn't have much to do with that process no. other than sip mm-hmm. but when you're making a coffee you're you're like the guy you're you're like the guy who is combining grapes yep to make the wine and then once you've combined the grapes you're now the guy who gets involved with before it gets put in the bottle i mean as a wine drinker all you are is a dumb end user you have to accept what you're given and you can't interrupt it in any way Mm-hmm. I mean, by dumb end user, I mean you've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. You simply accept what you're given. Whereas with coffee, that is absolutely not the case. What you're learning to do right now, I mean, before you weren't even like a you weren't even like a part-time egg flipper. <laughs> Never mind getting close to being a chef. But now you're moving towards cooking mm-hmm. called making coffee properly. And if you pay more attention and you really, as you, and I know you will because you've already stated it, you're taking your notes. Now you're learning how to be a chef. Mm-hmm. Getting each little piece of that, which is awesome. Um, Bambi, good to see you, man. We're doing well. Um, the, the one thing that I really noticed in the whole process of it is, first off, my scale is not as accurate as I would like it to be. So I'm going to have to get a new scale. So accurate, it, even if it's just accurate to 0.1 gram, that's enough. Yeah, but it only, it doesn't actually go into decimals. It's just to the gram. So I need to get uh, something okay. that has a bit more um, consistency because there is like. Yeah, that, that's called forethought before yeah. you purchase. Yeah, yeah. I did not uh, make that forethought direct, but coming mm. from coming from no scale to a scale that's a step. So I'm working it. I'm just <laughs> refining the process, right? <laughs> well, it's like, w- if only it was free. If only it was free. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Although I did see some really cool scales that have like the timer built in and everything. Yeah. And my my Hario massive. scale 
Uh, that's so for my Hario switch. So my Hario switch is a little extraction device sits on top of my mug, but that sits on top of a Hario scale. Mm -hmm. My Hario scale, um, is quite precise, but it's also got a timer on. So the moment that I pour, just as I'm about to pour my first water in, I tap the timer on my Hario scale. Mm -hmm. And at 30 seconds, I dump my coffee, let it drain for about 10 seconds, flip the switch back up rest of my water debt into 270 uh, grams of water. Let it sit there for another 90 seconds as per my Hario scale. There goes the switch. Here comes my coffee. I like it. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying the process and the, I, 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 I kind of know that now, now that I got, I got, got into this and that I, there's so many things I can do with that grinder in terms of, uh, variability. Mm-hmm. Now I can play with all kinds of stuff because I do have a French press and I would love to do that correctly. So now I'm going mm -hmm. to, I got to totally change my game and see what French press is like. And then I'm going to have to do, but I'm going to sit with V60 for a little while until I yeah. get a really Dude, you good. Picked the, you picked a hard one with the V60. That's usually my, uh, <laughs> that's kind of my, my MO. For some reason, I usually pick the hardest thing to do first. Or one How of about, the hardest you, things to do you know, first. when you get amazing world-class coffee, it's not the time to be learning on the hardest extraction device with my coffee. And then shrugging your shoulders and saying, oh, I need yet another scale for Sean's world-class coffee. Okay. The thing to do would have been not to jump into the V60, unless, of course, you were going to practice with the V60 with atrocious Costco coffee. Mm. Then you could play with the V60. But by the time you even begin to even 3% understand V60, you'll have blown through all of my coffee. So I so, see it right now. But it's up to you. Completely oh no. up to you. Because as I've said before, once I send the coffee, it's your coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that to everyone. So you're, as I see it, you're at a branching point decision. You either learn the V60 on my coffee and then never get to experience the goodness of that coffee, like world-class coffee. Because in order to drink that kind of coffee, you'd have had to spend a boatload of money if you could have even got that coffee. For sure, yeah. So if you want to learn the V60, learn it on nasty coffee. If you want to experience world-class coffee, then get another, like right now, then look for an easier extraction mm. device, if that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, you can yeah. do one or the other and they're both fine, but you can't, you can't have amazing coffee while learning on the hardest technique. <laughs> it would be like going out and buying like a $7,000 Santa Cruz and learning how to ride on it. Right. <laughs> That's right. Day yeah. one, uh, son, you've got your helmet on backwards. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> So that is my plan right now is that I, again, I ran a bunch of coffee through that, uh, that machine anyway, and I'm going to start practicing on it and just really, that's a good call. Run, run through the, the system. I just really wanted to try. Oh, you know, totally. I get it. Like, I get it. See how this turns out. And it, oh, yeah. it was still better than any of the coffee that I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I'm not surprised. Even if you yeah. did a bad extraction, <clears throat> it should have tasted like coffee. Yeah, it was definitely, and it, that's what I, when I said strong, it was, it was the, it was a very coffee, coffee, right? right? Like okay. it really tasted it like had coffee. flavor. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just brown water. That was. Uh, it's quite the quite the experience. I, I, uh, I'm not 
like super surprised by it, but at the same time, it is a it is a depth that I had no idea about. I think that's true Most of a lot of things. Don't, yeah, that's yeah. right, buddy. So I think that uh, once you, I guess, abandon the expectations as to what you think you know, and really start at the ground, start at ground zero. And man, YouTube is such a uh, just a treasure trove of information. Oh, it's a gift, right? Yeah. Just in in everything. If you want to learn how to do something, it is on YouTube. I can guarantee you. <laughs> So, oh yeah, and and you know uh, to add to that, <clears throat> I use YouTube quite a lot, but uh, uh, many different sources of research. Uh, mm -hmm. But I use YouTube, of course. Now the other interesting thing is that's starting to enter into my routine, for lack of a better term, is Seb and I were chatting real quick um, yesterday evening on a subject uh, that isn't that important, and uh, and we were saying, do you think that's right? And I'm and he's saying, do you think that's right? And so we're going back and forth on this. And I said, just give me a sec. I went straight to uh, chat GPT 4.0, typed in the question, got the answer. The answer was in line with what Seb and I were thinking versus what we'd heard. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of both virtually nodding at each other like, yeah, uh, that's generally in line with how I see things. So the answer this time not came from Jet chat gpt 4.0 but was yet another research pattern to pull from to create a, a fuller picture if that makes sense yeah yeah no that makes sense and the best thing is is the fact that we can look at multiple sources that's right right and uh, but just more importantly it's not can you should should for sure yeah but as, <clears throat> as i've as i've said to you as i've said to many people don't don't just use one basal mm. metabolic rate calculator <laughs> use several to cross-reference to ensure yeah. that the number is not out of spec with all of the other numbers that you're not checking you can yeah. pull up some random calculator and it could tell you that your uh your rate is like 200 calories because yeah. they skipped a zero because their programming was uh, incorrect and so I always cross-reference from several yeah. sources in order to um, ascertain what my general direction is going to be on something. Yeah. And for those that are interested, my uh, my BMR is 2100. So, Yeah, I did, uh, I did check after the fact, and, and I think you're more around the 2000. I, yeah. I put you in at 220 pounds, 40 years of age, and uh, 6 foot 5. Yeah. And so uh, I, I did uh, take a look at it, and I think 2,000 is more correct. But arguably, it's almost unimportant considering that your basal metabolic rate was a larger requirement than I was actually what you eating. were eating in an entire day. So 100%, yeah. if, if nothing else, we've got to the bottom of the fact on why Chance Burroughs has uh, not been optimal for a little while. <laughs> Less than optimal for Less sure. Than optimal. Um, and I'm actually 216. So that might be, I mean, it's not much of a difference, but it is. Could be the, yeah. Um, so, but this actually. No, you know, sorry. Now I, I will say one more piece on this yeah. because it is important. I'd yeah. like to clarify my error. I'd said to you in the live chat that I figured, and this was a guess. I didn't know because I hadn't looked at it. Yeah. My athletes don't look like you. And so my guess was 1700 cows as your yeah. basic basal metabolic rate. And, uh, and I believe that, uh, Satch had said maybe 13 or 14 and, and he thought my guess was a bit too high. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, and I thought my guess might be close and maybe a touch high, but two thousand because again, you're a tall streak of cabbage. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. The uh, it it fell in line with basically kind of like I didn't know where I was going with it, right? And so when I started doing the the calculators and I was looking at the calculations and I was like, well, I can just do the math myself. That's not hard. Um, but there's enough calculators out there on the internet. That That's right. Hit them. Right. So I did five or six. One of them came out to like 3000 and I was like, that's, and that's why off. you cross reference. <laughs> exactly. And then I went to another one and it was like 1200 and I was like, that's not right. Um, and it was actually what I found was some of them have like an activity level that you can mm. choose from mm-hmm. and that will differentiate and then i picked one i went from uh low activity to medium activity and it went from 2200 at low activity to 3000 at moderate activity right but that that now that calculator is stepping out of spec in 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 regards to a basal metabolic rate calculator now it's making lifestyle activity uh, assumptions as well Mm -hmm. so not really uh not a great idea and that's where like as you said, cross-referencing stuff is important. And this is... That's right. Um, I was thinking about this a second ago was the fact that back in the day, before we had the internet and before we had all this other stuff, right? If you wanted to research something, you had to go to the library. Library. Right? Or if you had, if you were lucky enough to have the Encyclopedia Britannica, 17-volume <laughs> encyclopedia. Which that, we had when I was a kid. Yeah. We had... The entire uh, series. My grandparents had the entire series, but it was from like 1970 something. <laughs> it was a little yeah. out of date. Yeah, yeah. But that ours would have been like late 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, but you actually had to research it. Mm-hmm. So you'd ha- you would go into it, and the research would be: we're going to check this book, and then it would say references from da 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 da, da and you'd be like, oh, okay, well now I'm going to go check those references because make sure that all this stuff. Um, so there was more of a physical thing to it, especially if you went to the library and you were like, I'm going to look up coffee. And then it would, you'd go to the old Dewey Decimal System, pull out the card. The reason I like that is because it was, it was, um, it was an, it was an intentional adventure. Yeah. You were pursuing information rather than it being fed to you. Like you had to consider what you wanted to learn. And then you had to go find out how to learn about it. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, you can roll out of bed, trip over your own shoelaces, and within 30 seconds think that you know a lot of stuff about a lot of things because someone fed that into your head. Yep. But that's not, that's not how, that isn't knowledge. That isn't what I consider to be learning correctly. That's, there's a difference between being curious about the world and pursuing information versus having it fed to you passively. hundred percent. It's actually quite humorous because, uh, my wife and I, she comes home from work. She, uh, she's a library technician. So she does research regularly mm-hmm. and she does referencing and all kinds of like finding stuff in libraries. That's what she does as, as her job. And she's like, people don't know how to like, don't know how to research things anymore mm-hmm. at all. They just walk up to the desk and expect, uh, so there was this book I saw at one point. It's got a red cover and uh, was kind of talking about, I don't know, how the sky is blue. <laughs> and and it, it's a small book, not a big book. Exactly, yeah, exactly. What do you mean a small book? Uh, it, well, it's, oh. like, it's like 
Like oh, this guy, like George in the army. Yeah, of course I know him. <laughs> yes, good old Bob from Canada. I don't That's know how many right. times I heard that one. Uh, Carl says seven hundred books, including one hundred and eighty encyclopedias in my home collection. Good to go, man. I love that. You know, funnily enough, uh, someone asked me that question in um, maybe it was Daniel, um, maybe it was Salty Paul in my live IG chat this morning said uh, wouldn't mind a tour of our um, home library here in the office kind of thing and what I'd said was it's not that impressive like I I don't I don't collect books to curate an impressive looking library mm. what I do have is some standbys that I can always grab if uh, I just want to grab a random book and flick it open to a random page and see what thought it provokes but mostly my reading comes from the internet, I, yeah. I most of my research is online, and if I want a book, then it's out of the public library, or uh, friends around town will just uh, give me a book and say, and say, "Hey, Sean, I think you should read this," and so you know they just give me a book and say, "I'd be interested what you think about it." And so, you know, I don't, we don't have a big, big, big collection. The boys' books, they've got quite a few books up in their rooms. Yeah. But as I see it, books, I mean, I wouldn't want 700 books, to be honest. That's a lot of books. <laughs> and if you've got to move them, man. Dang. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. When my, when my Zeta died, uh, my granddad on my mom's side, he, uh, he had tons of books. He was a huge historian, loved military stuff. And I don't know how many books I saw as we were pulling them all out that just said tanks, <laughs> artillery, right? Just, and they're like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not small books. And, and what about Jane's? Jane's right? oh, book Jane's, of tanks. Yeah, Jane's. 100%. Yeah, we got, yeah. I, I have his Jane's book now of tanks. I don't know why I need it. I don't need it, but you I don't kind of like it's kind of neat, right? <laughs> and, uh, 700 books later. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not, uh, I'm actually pretty good at uh, reining that in because Amber works at the library. Oh, so right. Yeah, yeah. Anything we need, any anytime I'm like, you know, I, I need to go see if I could buy this book. She's like, I can get it from the library. I'm like, oh, yeah. Good point. Could you get this for me? And then she will bring it home. Just yeah, like the yeah, patrol. Yeah. Um, mm. You were talking about it. We were talking about it. And then, um, yeah, I was like, hey, do you have this book? And she's like, yep, I'll get it. Bring it home. So good to go. That's yeah, nice. Um, Carl says, I'll be honest, I've only read 40% of them so far. <laughs> and yes, moving books sucks. <laughs> well, you know what, Carl? Before I said what I said, I thought exactly that. Because I, most guys that I know have got a lot of books that they have good intention of reading, that they get excited about reading. They buy the book and then it goes on the shelf. And next thing you know, you've got a lot of books that you haven't read. So Sitting on the shelf, yeah. It's, it's not unusual. Um, kind of makes sense, right? You get the intention, like, I'm going to read that. And then by the time you actually get done, whatever it is you're reading at that point in time, there's new stuff, uh, right? What I, what I do think is it is the thought rather than the action. So mm. someone says, hey, you should read that book. It's going to solve all of your problems. Oh, that's an exciting thought. I'm going to get that book. But then when the exciting solution or, or thought shows up, it's like, ah. Uh, but I did want to watch a movie today. And so thoughts are fun. Actions are work. Thoughts and actions combined equal outcomes or solutions. 
it's almost like there are entire organizations completely dedicated to actions, not mm. words. Mm. Mm. Something, something, mm. back to non-verba. But you something know, it's, like that, it's right? easy to slip into, and I've done it myself. I've got, I've probably got books that I haven't read. Uh, and so it can be easy to fall into that trap. You know, the trick is though, and I think everyone probably does it, buys a book and just never read it because they have the best of intentions. They're excited about the holy grail of all of the answers in a single book. They just never get around to reading it. Yep. If if you see that pattern occurring, it's time to like get right with yourself and say, that's done. I ain't going to buy another freaking book until I'm finished off some of these other 60%. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Some of them are just like, you, you hear great things about them. And then you get into them and you're like, for sure. Nope. For sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to read this. I, uh, I, I, I slogged through war and peace by Tolstoy mm. and that I, I knew within the first chapter that I was like, I'm not going to like this book. I did the same thing. I think it was, I can't remember a hundred percent. I think it was like the first page and a half is a description of a carriage. And that's just it. It was just describing the carriage and all the glint and gleam and the little things. And I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I would enjoy <laughs> it now, but I do yeah. know that when I picked it up and started making an effort into it, I was like, nope. Yeah. So that's that's also part of it too. Some people buy the book and then they just put it True. up on the shelf. I'm like, oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then... And they, and they might, but they probably might. won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Daniel says, well, first off, Hey, Daniel. Good to see you. Um, and he says, having a yearly list of books to read is something I put into practice since my healing journey started. I know lots of people with uh, book lists. that they I know, know lots of people with lists. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there is lots of things that, you know, you can... I think the, the key is having the intentional time to sit down and read. And I think that's, that's a, a big part of it for a lot of people. For myself, I know... If I, if I have a really good book, I will just read it. Like, mm -hmm. I'll just have it in my hand. I'll walk around with it. And wherever I sit down, I'm like, mm -hmm. and then kind of carry on. But if I, if I struggle through it or if I really have to, like, force myself to read it, uh, it gets put down a lot. <laughs> and then I walk around doing other stuff. So, But you have to form a routine. And yeah. so the idea being if you get a exciting book that you like carrying around, and uh, that ain't routine. That's just you being excited. Exactly. Routine is a couple of years of doing the same, same, or doing a, a several months of same, same. And so the, the topic came up in my live chat today about how to, uh, it was Simon Impey that said, uh, hey, I'd like to read, how, how do I start reading more? Um, was, I'm paraphrasing. And actually mm -hmm. Daniel came on with a good little tip and it was like, you know, kind of, I think it was Daniel, commit to 10 pages per day. Uh, just do 10 pages, start a routine. And I was describing my routine of how every morning I do my best to grab a book and commit a an amount of time. Sometimes it's five or 10 minutes. Sometimes it's a couple of hours. It really depends. And again, I put up that uh, photo of my Instagram stories uh, this morning from seven years ago, exactly on this day. Uh, I was out on the back deck uh, reading Extreme Ownership with a coffee. And so it's not like, I just invented a game called read a book this year. And now I'm pushing them, pushing the excited message out there. Hey, hey, y'all start reading. It's really good for you. I've been doing it all my life. So mm. uh, the idea is you've got to get a routine on it. 
and and then the routine just literally becomes part of your life so uh you've got to make an effort and i think that daniel's uh, rule of thumb of just commit to 10 pages each day is a good idea that is a very good idea um the uh yeah, Carl says, I like Daniel's idea. Good call. There you go. Mm -hmm. So you're good to go with that one. Uh, Winterstorm says, books are great because you decide what you read, when you read it, and at what pace. You have the control when you make it intentional. Also, there are no ads in books. <clears throat> <It's> true. <laughs> like, like YouTube, unfortunately, when you're sitting there learning about coffee, and then they're all like, hey, would you like to buy a new car? I'm like, no. No, I want to learn about coffee. <laughs> Need, well, one need. of the things, um, and this is coming out of research that I was looking at yesterday uh, in respect to neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. and uh, the idea being that uh, if you really want to absorb information, it's for a lot of people, it's in the red form rather than in the visual form. Like I'm a visual learner, but I learn deeper by reading. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, reading is one of your senses or one of your ways of bringing in bandwidth and uh, that reading is an important aspect of your personal growth even if you're only just doing it again 10 pages per day it's going to make you a better person it might not make you it doesn't even have to make you smarter but it's making you better mm -hmm. every day that you read it's engaging you as a as a fuller person yeah, it's engaging that intention, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Of you doing something. Many things. You know, uh, we were talking about this the other day, and I forgot to bring it up, was the fact that the intention creates a personal promise, right? Like, I am going to make, sit down and, and take the time to make a coffee today and be very intentional with it. And by keeping that promise to yourself, you gain confidence in yourself and mm -hmm. in your routine and mm -hmm. in the, and that, that then reintegrates itself into the routine. So every time you succeed at it, you actually become more confident in it. And by becoming more confident in it, it's easier to succeed in it. And so it's, uh, it's just not letting those, the days you miss or things happen or stuff gets in the way and you're like, ah, it ruined my entire process. And instead of having that happen, just going, ah, okay, back at it tomorrow, carry on. That's One of the great things about reading that I like, um, and, and this can be, this doesn't have to be a physical book. Again, I'm going to clarify that a lot of my reading is online. So the difference between reading and watching YouTube is if I'm seeking information, YouTube is usually a better source for me because I can uptake a lot of bandwidth efficiently, yeah. effectively, short period of time. I can learn a lot. Uh, but with a book, unlike a video, when I'm reading through something and I go, hmm, pause for effect, let me deeply consider that, you do. Whereas on a video, you don't. Because mm. the video medium is it keeps playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could pause it. And go back 15 seconds and keep doing that 15 second loop of I'm going to deeper think about this video in a cyclical loop. <laughs> you can, yeah. but it doesn't happen too often. No. What does happen with the book is the moment, or for me anyway, the moment I think, say what? I've never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Bam, I'm on pause and I'm going straight deep down on a dive of what, why do I think that? Why am I thinking that? Where am I thinking that? How can I do that better? Blah, 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 whatever. Incorporate the 
deeper considerations into my life. That is a great point. And there, you know, when you're, when you're actually reading something and you can just, Oh, right. Nothing happens to the book, right? The book is still there. Mm -hmm. Nothing's changed. You're just, but now you're considering, you're thinking, Oh, I wonder if that could be applied wherever. Sometimes Um, I've spent an hour on a paragraph. Yeah. Doing exactly that. I do love, um, when you read the book of five rings, how after his, you know, he has this whole transformation and he talks about the, you know, his, his pieces that of wisdom that he's brought forth and, Oh, this is what you need to do in order to do whatever. At the end of it, he doesn't just state, you know, you need to, uh, you need to let go of your, what should we call it? your possessions you need to let go of your possessions but he doesn't just say you need to let go of your possessions he says that that this needs to be considered deeply Mm, that's true right and so it's leaving it to the reader which is what i love about it is that it's not just a statement do this it Mm -hmm. is think about it and that allows you to compile it from there i think it's Mm. now interesting to me is when he says uh, deeply consider this or you should think about this um the book reader, you, I, whoever's reading that book, then gets the opportunity to think, ah, eh, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna go watch some Netflix. <laughs> True. Now, here's the difference. If you would have been standing in front of Miyamoto Masashi, or if you would have been one of his students on a daily basis, and he says something to you, and you understand either in the moment or you have the luxury of seeing 2000 years into the future on how Miyamoto is still impacting mankind in a thoughtful way. If, if you were standing next to him at that time and he said, Hey, deeply think about that freaking rights. You would deeply think about it. Yeah. But the book in your hand isn't enough to make people think about it. And so Which is better, standing in front of the man that says, deeply think about it, or him standing in front of you, handing a book and saying, read it? I think those are, <clears throat> to think that one is better than the other, I don't, ah, I don't good. know. This is good. This is what and I'm so for. My thought process is, is that the book enables longevity, right? You can pass those lessons forward continually. Um, the as can touch. verbal verbal can but it gets well, if you're standing next to miyamoto and he tells you the secret of the universe you then get to pass that forward verbally the verbal history versus the written history true but that verbal history is going to change and morph between every single person that has heard it that's a great point so it's a bit iffy whereas the written word stays as the written word but then you have the issue of translating in different languages and that changes the the meaning of the words because the meanings of especially japanese versus english are very different and then you also have the issue of how the reader interprets it based off their own cultural and integrations and all those kinds there's i can't say one is better than the other one is no you can't but but what what it should have someone consider is there's a time and place when it's right for each one and there's a time and place for each one, for each person who's unique in each phase of their life. 
And so sometimes it's written, sometimes it's verbal. But the interesting thing about verbal versus written is there's the added layer of uh, nuance. And by that, I mean, uh, if I'm talking to you just as I am right now, I'd folded my arms about 30 seconds ago, mm -hmm. and it's giving off a certain body language. And so I'm not intentionally giving off the body language. This isn't a pre-planned thing. I just felt like folding my arms. Um, but um, body language can change from this to this to this to this. And so all of those signals, all of those uh, nonverbal considerations are a, a much richer tapestry than, quote unquote, just a book. For and sure. then further to the nonverbal, how I deliver the sentence of you're doing really well versus you're doing really well. I mean, they're two different things, though yeah. they're the same sentence. And so the verbal can has more power in it as I see it, if it's delivered from the right person at the right time, the right place to the person who needs to hear it in a specific way. You can write a book only once in one way, and it's written for everyone. But when someone's standing in front of you, you can write the book a thousand different ways. Yeah. Yeah. The neat thing is also is anybody that's done martial arts, you know, has sat there in front of their instructor while the instructor is like trying to get a point across that is more about um, the application of whatever process they're talking about. So not just the physical movement of doing X, Y, Z. Um, it's about why that works and how it applies to the rest of the world and how to apply that to your life. And it's <clears throat> in those moments is that you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to sit there and see physically how it works and then also see how it's being delivered and also see how uh, it's being spoken about. And the authority and mentality of the person speaking is going to change how you interpret the information. So there's, <laughs> it, it can go. The verbal book is much larger than the much larger, book in my Much larger, 100%. Opinion. Yeah. And you're, <clears throat> larger is a great word, it's a great way to, to put it. It is a much larger, the verbal is a much larger book than the actual book itself. Correct. Depending on the audience. So whoever's receiving the verbal book might think it's a comic. True. Versus the person who's standing next to them who's hearing the exact same verbal book thinks that it's a Britannia uh, collection, Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, so, you know, there's yeah. that. There is that. <laughs> we got some great comments here. Gray Man Dead says, topic, today's topic, coffee and books. Love it. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> just before Dre put that up, I was thinking as you were talking, wow, I don't know how Chance Burles is going to describe this episode. <laughs> Coffee and books. <laughs> this is perfect. It's not bad. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dre. You got me set up. Um, Daniel says, uh, indeed, time is something that people have a hard time with. That's why I did the ten, the minimum 10 pages a day. <clears throat> I like the, uh, the 10 pages a day, too, because yeah, that's good. if you were to set a time limit on it, like I'm going to read for an hour, you could spend an hour on a paragraph, you could. Said, right? You or could. you can, which could be good. Like you could spend an hour. It's not a bad thing, but or, I don't think it's the right thing when you're starting to learn how to do it better. And so sure. deeply contemplating a paragraph is something that you should be doing once you relearn how mm -hmm. to read again. I think it also 
there's uh, there's maybe an issue also is that you could spend an hour reading a paragraph, but you could waste an hour spending reading a paragraph. That's right. You know That's what I mean? Right. So Get like, lost in your own yeah, thoughts. Exactly. And you're off somewhere else. Had nothing to do with what you're reading. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you know, and then you're thinking there. about how big of a badass you are. Exactly. Right. Oh man. I am such a staring badass. out at the clouds. I'm, I'm reading so much right now. <laughs> I'm reading so much and I'm getting so much better. I am Socrates. <laughs> that's right. right boom congratulations <laughs> carl says uh in certain scriptures there is a word sella after a paragraph which means to ponder and rest resting on the words written that's a great point i didn't i didn't mm -hmm. know that um daniel really likes that the statement that you had made and then he goes on with uh the highlighting within a book is something i started because of sean and transferred that info into my book of my healing journey to review when needed this is a really great thing too mm, that's cool um not only there's quite a bit of literature on this and that reading something and then writing it down um reinstitutes the the pathways right or that's true reinstitutes but uh no, you're right i can't think of the builds word. yeah so this is a great technique if you're really trying to learn something or if you're studying for something or whatever like read it highlight it write it in your own words and that way you can collate all the information and be able to recall it easier later as a tip for anybody. now just the it's not a cautionary note it's just a, a a food for thought that try not to turn reading into homework try not to make it yeah. drudgery try not to make it i've got to pick up a book i've got to read 10 pages i've got to break out my highlighter then i've got to rewrite the book then i've got to put it into my other book then I've got to make sure that, you know, now, now it becomes almost drudgery. Yeah. So maybe you'll get to that point one, two, three months or years later. But for now, if you're just considering getting back into reading 10 pages a day, that's all you got to do. You can read them fast. You can read them slow. You don't have to think about them. You can think about them. You don't have to highlight. You don't have to write notes. You don't have to do anything. 10 pages see where you go from there yeah i think that's it. <clears throat> starting small right small. you start at something you yeah. pick a goal achievable start it make sure it's achievable and then you just do it and uh and enjoy yourself doing it like i i would say if you're this is my personal opinion if you're just trying to get back into reading or you've never been a big reader find books that you enjoy that's right do those 10 pages put it down carry on yeah, freaking, I love science fiction, man. I mean, that's what I cut mm -hmm. my teeth on as a young reader. This is not easy reading. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's easy reading. That's not where you type. start. Yeah. You start with something that is fun and engaging. And, and if you're uh, military or um, service related, chances are you'll probably like some Mac Bolin or some uh, Jack Carr uh, stuff, uh, et cetera. You know, like... There's lots of stuff out there that semi-relates to our careers that has common themes of service, discipline, focus, teamwork, blah, 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 all this, all the usual stuff that we have commonality with that we can connect within a book. Uh, and it doesn't have to be all bullets and explosions. So, you know, you pick your novel series uh, accordingly or your book accordingly. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing that weighs 10 pounds and you are dreading learning a whole pile of things from 
it should it, it, but it also shouldn't just be escapist yeah you've got to find the right balance for you as to where you're at look for something that you're going to enjoy reading that you're going to learn a little bit from that you'll be looking forward to picking up every day that is going to make you better but doesn't feel like you're becoming a phd as you read a fantasy novel you know yeah 100 i got that i got my my start into reading, I guess, my development reading was all fantasy stuff. So like uh, Dune, Lord of the Rings, right. um, lots of that kind of realm of stuff. But I also really enjoyed one of my favorite book of all time, Rainbow Six. Oh, yeah. Fantastic book. I love it. Right. Um, he's a great author. Also, Lee Child with the Jack Reacher series. Oh, yeah. Also yeah. Great. Um, yeah. The, the show, by book. the way. Have you seen oh, the series the on TV? One? Yeah. Yeah. Great, right? So good. Um, not yeah, so the good. movies, not so much. The, uh, the I, I know, yeah, with Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, Blech. Blech. yeah, yeah. But uh, the series and so dude, good. the main actor, I've forgotten his name, but yeah, uh, he fits the bill. He like, is large and in charge. In have you read the books at all for them or not? Not at all. No. So that is the character they describe. He okay. is a Jack. mass, massive man. Right. And they go into on a regular basis how big his hands right. are, like, right? Okay, just how massive he is. And well, he's perfect for the role. I mean, perfect. I love that uh, series. And you know, in direct contrast to Tom Cruise and the movies, like one of my favorite scenes is when in, in the movie that I can recall right away, Warren Satch is um, he's in the diner and uh, the girlfriend comes over and sits down uh, next to him, and she's the one who's going to cause all the trouble so that yeah. the 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 goon sw squad comes over and sorts it all out and so you know tom cruise gets out front of the uh the diner or whatever the tavern and uh, he's surrounded by all the goofs that are gonna teach him a lesson or two and like i'm looking at tom cruise there and i'm looking at those guys and i'm thinking oh tom cruise should have got his ass whooped you know 100%. grab that guy not just with two hands but in one hand and then throw yeah. him into the dumpster. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 ain't that no, hard. He's, not a, he's, big a, guy he's a bit of a short ass, <laughs> and he ain't that tough. His biggest yeah. skill is how fast he can run in that yeah. moment. And he really? wasn't running, no. which he should have been doing. No, there's uh the last Reacher book I re I remember reading. There is a scene. I don't know if it's the same scene, but it's very similar. And um, he it goes through. What I love about that sequence specifically from the movie was the way in which it was described of just mm. like you take out the leader and I might have to take on one of you, mm. right? If I can knock him out like that, uh, more than likely the three of you are going to run or I might mm -hmm. have to take on one more. Mm -hmm. That's probably about it. But if mm -hmm. I don't, if we just start engaging, then I'm going to get, you know, kicked to the curb by four dudes like that. That's not fun. But I, but I've told the story before about my dad uh, being on a beach when he was a young man in England walking down early in the morning and here come mm -hmm. the gang of tough guys and and as he explained it to me the deal is you look for the leader and you crack him first and then you mm -hmm. look at the rest of them. And you know as he played it out for me that's a life lesson for me man. I've done it myself. Yeah. Since and that I've told the story I've told my dad's story. I've told my story to my boys and my boys will tell that story to their boys or daughters or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, these are not fantasy things. These aren't movie things. These are things that happen. And these are things that you need to know about on how to deal with a situation in the moment beforehand, not yes. figuring it out 
at the moment in the moment and yeah. so these kind of movies these kind of series these kind of books they're as as fun as they are and as not escapist as they are but uh, you know they'll take a, yeah. a a reader in a direction they're also things that you can contemplate and so as you read that scene you're like what that's crazy at that point you can close the book and think about what would i do at that point mm-hmm. how would i have handled it what would i have said and it's that if this then that programming that you have to do before you run into a problem you've got to have your options laid out so that when things go sideways it's just this in the rolodex option 12 yeah you know what i love about that particular scene also is the fact that it is prioritize and execute Mm -hmm. that like that whole principle of prioritizing and then executing on it 100 percent. what's the hardest thing i can get done right now smash that dude Mm-hmm. done <laughs> so next. next exactly um got one quick question before we shut her down uh how do you guys feel about listening to audiobooks while reading the books Ooh, i've never done that have you ever done that so reading one book and then listening to another audiobook i'm not I, sure if i understand i'm that. not sure i'm thinking like the way i'm reading i don't it, do audiobooks I, i've done a few audiobooks they're pretty good. I like the fact that it's like listening to a podcast, right? So you I can, do podcasts. I don't do it. You can audios. pause it and you can yeah. do all that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Sure. So, um, which it, it kind of works, but it depends on who's reading it. Um, the one thing I found the way I'm reading this at least is like listening to an audiobook of say the book of five rings and reading the book at the same time. Mm, I don't That's know. That's why I'm reading it. Hard or, to say, but I, like yesterday I was listening to, uh, Kate's, uh, shoot like a girl podcast, mm-hmm. uh, with her fantastic guest. If you haven't listened to that one yet, buddy, you, if anyone hasn't listened to the most recent shoot, like a girl podcast potty, go listen. I'm it's great. Right away, yeah. I just super, it. super good. Um, uh, I don't want to say it's the best one I've heard, uh, but anyway, it's really good. Yeah. So, um, I was listening to that as I was reading a book. And so that's not intentional. That's not like really, really present. That's me splitting my processes and doing two things at once, of course. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point in the potty, I was like, oh, I got to shut the book because I really need 100% processing power on this right now. And so, you know, the uh, could, could you do both? Yeah. Is, is it, is it, in, are you present with both? No. No. You're interoperating with both. You're not present with both. And so once things get like legit or serious or getting real, then you got to shift your uh, focus to the 100% problem, you know? And for me, the the podcast wasn't the problem. It was the thing that I needed to reallocate my CPU time to because it's such a great podcast. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great point in the fact that, again, that's part of being intentional, Mm -hmm. right? If you're going to intentionally read, read. If you're going to intentionally listen to a podcast, listen to a podcast. But if that is your goal to be intentional in that moment, if it's not, and you just got stuff running in the background, okay, well, that's you having stuff running in the background. But if you want to sit and listen and be like, make sure you do it, make sure you do it right. So, uh, well, we are almost an hour. Dang. That's true. Time just dot time flies. Time flies. Did you show here. up with any topics in mind, or, or or is the bank just a little bit bigger today? No, I, I had. If it is, I that's had topic. Cool. I don't care. Doesn't I had topic. To this was good. The bank is bigger now because <laughs> there's a few points in here. I was gonna, originally going to talk about. Um, oh, why am I switching you? Uh, I was originally going to talk about you or the the disconnect between what we what we expect and what we ha- what happens. 
in what when, sense in so like when uh my personal feelings of like when i jumped when i joined the army of like what i expected and then it was not what i expected <laughs> it was mm. not uh, so there was a disconnect between what my expectations were versus what actually happened and that's what we were going to get into it's with, good in the bank we'll, in the bank. we'll get exactly. to it nice. it's holding up i got a whole list of stuff which is great to uh bring up but it's always nice to sit around and talk about coffee and books <laughs> or whatever buddy i or mean whatever someone had said this to me on one of my live ig chats because i used to come into my live ig chats not with an idea of what i was going to talk but pretty quickly i'd be talking about some pretty serious stuff mm -hmm. and then one day i just kind of jumped onto a live ig and and i was chirping and and i realized i hadn't really said too much at that point i was just interacting with comments and and the comments were just like casual comments or laughs or this or that so i engaged in that and then someone said dude i really enjoyed that that was the best friday i've ever had because i was just hanging out with some friends i was yeah. like huh maybe i'll do the same tomorrow maybe i'll just dial it back a little bit and just interact with people keep it cash and that's what I've done kind of ever since. I don't go too hard. I don't get too serious. Occasionally I do, yeah. but I don't come into it like a, it's not like the power hour. Yeah. I'm just coming in to interact. Most of the time it's just live chat, et cetera. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's many ways to be intentional with what you're doing and there's many ways to intentionally listen and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I do really love the, the chill chats. I mean, that's what we try to do here, right? Like, it is. Every, every I mean, we get, we, get we get way more serious over here than I do over on my live IG chats, at least from time to time. That's for sure. I think that's probably the group effect. I think right. we start talking, we get yeah. into a topic and then it starts developing and then everything starts. That's to, right. That's know, right. goes down. So that, that's part of it. But, but I think they both have their place oh, without sure. a doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it is very much when you sit and listen to your live chat, it's like everyone's just kind of hanging out. Yeah, it is. Everyone's kind of hanging out. I kind of yeah. dig it. And over here, uh, just as Seb said the other day uh, in a comment, uh, he'd put up a, a collab photo uh, with him and I as we were on the microphones there. Back in the um, day. Back in the day. Pivotal shockwave moment. Um, someone had said, a commenter had asked Seb, hey, is there somewhere where I can go get these audio recordings to check it out? And, and basically he said, not sure what we're going to do with that. Maybe they'll be released. Maybe they won't, but it won't turn into a book probably. But if you want to listen to audio recordings like this, go over to the dash collective.ca and check it out. And he's, he's right. Yeah. He's right. I, uh, I was super excited when I saw that. I was like, yeah, getting the shout out by the Sebinator. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> uh, a shout out that was has been hard earned. Accurate, for sure. And is accurate. Yeah. And and he should know because he's here as well, mm -hmm. you know. Like he knows yeah. the deal because he's been on it. He's part mm -hmm. of it. The days of Lavoie. The Mondays. <laughs> the Mondays of Lavoie. It's fantastic. Um, Carl does say time flies when you were sedated too. Also. That's true. 100%. Yeah. Some um, people are sedated by meds and some people are sedated by society. I was going to say some people just live sedated mm -hmm. lives and that's yeah, kind of sad, but whereas um, we're over here turning up the rotary dial. Turn it up. I got my turn it up to <laughs> I think I've gotten to like turned your grinder up to an now. 11 <laughs> is what you did. Exactly, right. Uh Grandma Dead says reading a book and listening to the audiobook version at the same time. Yeah, I've yeah, never, I've done, never that. done that. I'm, I, I imagine it'd be cool because you could like take notes at the same time, but I don't know. Seems... Yeah, never tried it. 
um yeah so let us know how you feel about it shoot us uh shoot us a message let me know how you're doing um for those that uh want to we would you know what i'd love to do is get that book i know you guys were are now like yeah yeah i know so it would have been a great book i think i think it would be a great book i think maybe yeah. you should just keep it in the banks and listen i'm not opposed to maybe sometime in the future seb's the he'll tell me what i have to do yeah sean start doing burpees okay seb sean start thinking about writing a book with me okay seb roger that <laughs> um yeah i i think that's fantastic I, I man i would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on that one because that it was a great one buddy that'd be sweet do you know what the the funny thing is sir i'm i know we've got to close it up but mm-hmm. i'll i'll finish with this at the time i didn't even know what we were doing or I, I feel now that i now that i am who i am and how comfortable i am speaking and how i have sort of connected things together a little bit better i could have done a far better job back then mm-hmm. if if it was me now and so i'm to some degree, I'm kind of happy that maybe some of that isn't released because it's not all of them are fully thought out topics in, in some ways. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, well, we, we shall see we shall as see. things evolve and we they will, will, we will consider deeply as things unfold, unfold, mm-hmm. as things fold. Yeah. As we learn, build and grow. As we learn build and grow here on the collective every day we'll see y'all tomorrow jimo jimo